0: What's going on, everybody? It's Hunter, and I'm joined by Trax, (laughs) and we're back. We're going to do a little show. Welcome to Think Tank. This is our second episode of the day. Uh, As you guys heard last episode, we are a little late to the midterms, so we just launched our midterm episode. Um, We had a little bit of technical difficulty right after the midterms, then we literally just couldn't find the time. So uh, now we're going to talk about really the the big topic of the day, and that is the big ol' two four. So, twenty twenty four is coming right up. Presidential elections coming right up, and we have our first candidate, and that is Mister Donald Trump. Donald Trump. Let's talk about it.
1: You know, Trump's announcement was very boring. It was very not energetic. It was. It felt very opposite than his first announcement in twenty sixteen, when mm-hmm. he was very energetic. It had a lot of energy around him. But when we look at it, Trump has been. When he announced his election, announced his bid for 2024, the Google search results hasn't even popped up more. There was yeah. more uh, search results for Thanksgiving, uh, the World Cup, and now it's in America more specifically. And we're seeing there's not a lot of attraction towards him. Um, and then he had a second big announcement when he, when he talked about NFTs, and this really let him get backfired and shot into this whole thing with Joe mm-hmm. Biden. He announced his NFT collection as his big announcement, and funnily... Joe Biden and it was like, I have a big announcement. I passed a Respected Marriage Act. I yep. passed the CHIPS Act. I passed the Inflation Reduction Act. Yep. And, you know, I don't feel like Trump's really focusing enough on what he's going to do. And it's weird because he also had another announcement the other day, but nobody's talked about it, was his free speech platform ideas and mm-hmm. how he wants to increase free speech and not allow the government to say anything that is not true or true mm-hmm. at all. And... Nobody's talking about that. They're more talking about his NFT stuff. Right, exactly. Yeah, I think, you know, throwing Trump back in the ring is just,
0: it's automatically going to be, you know, pardon my language, it's going to be a complete chit-show uh, the moment you throw him into a primary and then, you know, possibly a general election, God forbid. Um, you know, we already saw one of the big things, which is the fact that Rupert Murdoch, who is the head of Fox News, basically said, I'm, he, he had a private meeting with Trump and said, I'm not going to support you. He said, I'm not going to let my media empire help you. Uh, you know, I'll be supporting Ron DeSantis. Elon Musk said the same thing. Um, a couple of Republican senators have broken for DeSantis, um, as have some representatives and some statewide officials and some donors. Um, you know, Trump had the endorsement. I looked at it. He has an endorsement list, but it's about 20 representatives and about three senators out of his, you know, the 50 Republicans in the Senate, or the 49 Republicans in the Senate. And the 222 representatives. The 222 representatives. You know, so he he
1: hasn't gotten much. Yeah, and I just... He's weak. He's very politically weak. He, He... If 2022 went better for Trump, a lot of people would be going right for him and trying to get his backing, but every candidate that he backed lost in these elections. And some won, but they didn't do better than Trump did in 2020. And so, right now, Trump is... This weak candidate that can't win does not right. appeal to the populist. Where you have people like Ron DeSantis that is winning by his elections by nineteen points, right? And you know that's a swing state, mm-hmm. and so when people see that, they see ability to endorse him, and then him endorse them later right. in twenty twenty four for re election or whenever to win because right. he is a very appealing candidate. He. He speaks very well. He has a very good bills that I don't always agree with most of them, mm-hmm. but how they're framed is very agreeable. And how he handles the media and handles attacks on his um administration is mm-hmm. elegant. It's very elegant. It's not like Trump at all. It's not diplomacy by Twitter. It's diplomacy by the normal media By diplomacy. Yeah, by yeah. diplomacy. It is very elegant. Ron DeSantis yeah. is a very elegant and Republican candidate that if he was to be the front runner, I believe oh well, actually a poll came out that he would beat Ro- or Joe Biden. Yeah. And it's several polls. Yeah, several polls. That. Yeah. I, oh, that's what it was. Several yeah. polls show that he would beat Joe Biden in 2024. Yeah. And that's I think that's the most appealing to Republicans right now and I mm-hmm. think that might be effective to voters. It might They might not agree with Ron DeSantis, but they want to finally have a Republican win. right? So in the primaries, he could sweep Trump out very quickly. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, I think, you know, DeSantis
0: is a very smart, very crafty politician. So I I, I think what he's planning on doing is probably going to wait it out until like April or May of next year. And then he'll start waiting into it because I think he wants to let Trump sort of run its course and, you know, sort of run out of time and run out of energy. And also there's the possibility... You know, there's potential criminal convictions. There's a lot of fraud cases against him right now. There's a lot of not good stuff going on with Trump right now that, um, I mean, it's potential. There's there's potential that he couldn't even run for president. I think it's unlikely, but it is possible. And I think that DeSantis is really smart, and he's just going to wait it out. He's going to let Trump sort of cave in on himself. He's going to keep showing his conservative record. He's going to keep showing the fact that he can, you know, compromise. And he's going to keep showing that he's bipartisan while being consistently conservative. He's going to keep showing that he's,
1: you know, competent. Yeah. And I think with this, sitting him out, let's not Trump put down Ron DeSantis. Yeah. And then all at the same time, if Trump gets convicted or gets any of these charges, he's, he can't run anymore. And so... It's really smart by Ron DeSantis to sit out and wait and let this keep happening while he's governing. Right. And he could maybe come off as, if he does announce to run later, um, as the savior of the party. And somebody's like, I did not want to run. I didn't, you know, I wanted to stick with my governorship in Florida. But seeing the face of where this party and country is going, Mm -hmm. I have decided to throw my hat into the ring. And I think that's a, it's a beautiful strategy because he can look like a savior to the party. And a different direction to the country that does not like Joe Biden. Absolutely. I mean, he's a young, smart, you know, well-educated family man who, with
0: military experience, you know, I mean, that is, that's appealing to moderates and to families. You know, he's big on school choice and education reform, which is really plays well with moderates and conservatives. He's very tough on defense. He's a big fiscal hawk. And then he's also a climate, you know, he's not necessarily a climate activist, but he's a conservationist. He's done a huge amount of environmental work, which is appealing to liberals. He's a really, in my opinion, he's a fantastic
1: candidate. And his, I mean, his strategy with 2022 was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, if you watch any of his ads, I mean, any of one of them is great. One of them shows him being a top gun candidate and going against the, as a lot of Republicans hate, the woke media. And going yeah. against saying, I will not back down. I will fight right. for you. Yeah, He has one talking about COVID and how... Mm-hmm. You know I thank you for saving my jobs is yeah. what people are saying, and then he has this one with his wife, which is just beautiful and it's I think it's called uh who Ron DeSantis is and right. it brought a lot of people to tears. It almost brought yeah. me to tears it's and so talking about her cancer diagnosis, yes, yeah. and her, him as a man and a family, yeah, it's Ron DeSantis he doesn't really play dirty, mm-hmm. and he's a very clean politician,
0: yeah,
1: and I feel like the only time he put down his opponent was when he was forced to kind of in right. his debate where his yeah. opponent saying, you're not going to stay as governor right. answer this question. And, you know, and he's very funny, you know, yeah. with his response and you know, going, the only donkey I'm looking out taking out, uh, in 2022 is whatever. Yeah. Charlie like,
0: Crist. Yeah. yeah.
1: Charlie Crist. Like he reminds me of a, uh, with that wit and humor and that kindness and that optimistic optimism, Reminds me of Ronald Reagan almost. And it's yeah. It's an inspiring leadership style, and it's right. very polar opposite than Trump's very um, pessimistic view of the world.
0: Right, and I think that's really good for conservatives because I think conservatives and Republicans right now have a pretty serious messaging problem, which is it's a lot of doom and gloom. It's a lot of America's going down the wrong track. The Democrats are destroying us. It's not a lot of, well, the Democrats are doing pretty poorly and we'll show you how we can do better. Yeah, It's not a lot of, you know, this country is fantastic and we have some problems, but we're going to fix it. It's not a lot of, they're not being very proactive. They're being very reactive.
1: We're using a lot of like Richard Nixon era kind of rhetoric where it's like the country's bad. We have inflation. We have crime. We have all these things. Let me be your law and order candidate instead of delivering a more 80s, Republican style of, the country's doing bad, but we mm-hmm. can do better, and let's fix it in a very, you know, like, it's very, they're coming off very passionate. Yeah. And Ron DeSantis is very passionate, and not right. like Trump that's very, I don't know what word to describe him, but he's both very come
0: passionate past- men, but I think that for Trump it's it's less, less of a passion for, for governing, it's more of a passion for the showmanship.
1: Yes. You know, um, If you watch any of these Trump announcements, he seems very not energetic at all either you know i he seems very i don't want to say tired but he just seems very like he doesn't
0: seem to love it anymore no
1: he doesn't and it seems like his because i used to love watching him talk he was energetic Mm -hmm. he would give these three-hour speeches that were full-on energetic and they're sometimes funny Mm -hmm. and when he does an announcement it's like five minutes long it's very just gloomy and tired
0: Right, and I, you know, I think that that's the thing that's really hurting him is the fact that um, I had this conversation with a few relatives the other day, which is that you know Trump is sort of in the in the era of he said basically everything that he can say, and at this point he's not shocking the media anymore. He's not getting that free media attention because he's not saying anything out of the ordinary anymore. Yeah, a lot of people sort of look at it as well. That's just Trump being Trump. You know, the 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 one that's really you know sort of hurt him even more, especially with Republicans is, you know, him having dinner with Nick Fuentes and Kanye West and his comment about suspending the Constitution.
1: Yes, and that's... I forgot which person said this, but the Republican Party is the party of the Constitution, you know? Right. That's what we look towards when we talk about free speech. That's what we look towards when we talk about Second Amendment rights. And to call for the suspension of that while being in the Republican Party, I feel should be the death of you being in the Republican Party. It should be... The way of you leaving the Republican Party. Yeah. Um, And so I feel like that's just... All of these things that... And even when liberals try to paint him as Mm anti-democracy... Before his comments about terminating the the Constitution, some people could stand and be like, well, that's too much. But talking about terminating the Constitution, you know, is really a threat to democracy. And Trump is seen as a threat to democracy. He's been with uh, white supremacists now. He's been with Kanye West. I think... He can be very painted as a... Almost as a fascist. I and think, I, yeah. And I hate to say that, but it's... He's coming to looking like a fascist when he's meeting with these white supremacists, calling for the suspension of the Constitution, election denying through... Right, that right. I think that, you know, he has no chance, and as with our statistics, you know, if you want to start reading them out... Yeah, absolutely. It shows that Trump is... I believe he is gone for the party. Yeah, I mean, you know, look...
0: I, I did read something the other day which says that, you know, reading poll numbers two years out from election generally doesn't yield you very much. Because, like, in 2000, you know, the, the front-runner for the Republican nomination wasn't George Bush. It was Elizabeth Doyle, who's Bob, or Elizabeth Dole, who's Bob Dole's wife. You know, Bob Dole has been dead for a long time, but he ran against Clinton in 1996. In, you know, 2000, it was also the leading Democrat wasn't Al Gore. It was Joe Lieberman. Back in 2008, the leading Democrat was Hillary Clinton, and the leading Republican was Rudy Giuliani. Back in 2016, the leading Democrat was also Hillary Clinton, but the leading Republican was Jeb Bush, who ended up being like a complete nothing candidate. Yeah, you know, so I think it's important to clarify that before we read these numbers. That being said, you know, these poll numbers show from Suffolk University show that only 31 percent of Republicans want Trump to run again. 61% want someone else to carry that mantle and keep up the policies. And if DeSantis and Trump were to run against each other, 56% would back DeSantis and 33% would back Trump. And I think that that is likely a little bit of an over-exaggeration because Republicans generally don't respond to polls very well. Well, But at the same time, it it shows that there's a a schism where he used to be winning in those polls by like 70 or 80 points.
1: Well, yeah, and, you know, looking throughout polls in the past from 538 – Right. You'd see that Trump was winning in landslides against Ron DeSantis in the primaries. And I know it's too late to call it and too or too early to call it. Yeah. But when you see that it's switching very rapidly and it's not switching by one or two points, it's switching by twenty, thirty. Yeah. You know, Ron DeSantis is gaining a lot and right. I thought it would be a harder battle for him in twenty twenty four, but if he keeps playing his cards right, I hmm. think it could be an easy nomination process that he's not has not announced yet because right. Trump might tear him down for the general Absolutely. it might hurt him too much.
0: yeah, I think he's just gonna let Trump suffocate himself basically yeah and that's what I would do yeah. in his position I mean risking you know the wrath of Trump is dangerous and because you know Trump is is one of those guys where he can really beat you up um, politically. So I think, you know, DeSantis is smart to play it out. And I think, you know, honestly, DeSantis might get to a point where he sees the poll numbers. Like, let's say there's a pretty big switch. And let's say, you know, that, you know, 30-point advantage he has. Certainly Trump has that 30-point advantage. Yeah, DeSantis is not going to risk it. You know, he, he doesn't care about fighting for the Republican Party. He cares about being president. Yeah. So his big thing, I think, will be if he sees that 2024 is untenable, he'll just let Trump do it, lose and then he'll go in twenty twenty eight and win by a landslide. That's yeah. what he wants to do. And I can you know? see that very easily Absolutely. As well. Yeah. Um, but you know, at the same time, sixty five percent of Republicans want him to, to try take a crack at it this time around. Well, so yeah, we'll see how it goes.
1: I, I know Republicans are bad responding to polls. I think that's because of in general elections, but if it's a primary, I don't know if that bias will still play an effect. Yeah. As well. Because I feel like a Republican would be like, yeah, I'm voting the Republican primaries, I'll tell you what I'm voting for. Yeah. So the general people get a little freaked out about that. Right. Um, but looking at that, you know, Joe Biden ha- is going to be the nominee. I don't know if anyone will challenge him.
0: I don't think so at this rate, unless he dies, unless, which is yeah. possible. But
1: yeah. And if he was to die, I feel like Harris would maybe be able to get the nomination because we saw that she was actually leading in the nomination for some yeah. reason. Um, but I don't think she would be, I think she would not be able to win. No, you know, here's the thing.
0: I think Biden probably will win the nomination. The only way he doesn't is if he somehow concludes, you know, I'm too old to run for re-election, re- or just the fact that, you know, he's, he's an old guy and, you know, presidents have died in office from natural causes before it's, it's feasible. I don't think it's going to happen because he seemed besides, you know, some sort of the lapse in judgment, he seems fairly healthy. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's, in the back of our minds Because it is an 80 year old man In the most stressful job in the world
1: And I think him having somebody That is much younger than him mm-hmm. Is very helpful for him Right Now if he was to ever change that person That Vice President um, Vice President Harris I feel like that would be beneficial to him Because Vice President Harris does not seem Like I would take I take Joe Biden much more seriously Than Miss or Vice President Harris yeah. Because you know She comes off laughing a lot, lot of right. the time She's painted as sometimes as an idiot in the news right because of how she just doesn't respond to things yeah um how she'll just have this circle of the same words of conversation so i feel that if she can reform and get better at her public speaking engagements or become off more serious it'd be great for her but um she really needs to step it up yes in the next two years because i can't take joe i i you, you can't really take Joe seriously with his age right now.
0: Well, right, absolutely. And, you know, I think that that's sort of the issue that a lot of people have is they they look at him at face value, which is it's this, you know, sort of, I say this with all due respect to the president, sort of this bumbling old man. Um, you know, and I, of course, I look at it as, you know, me and Trex are big policy guys, so we see all of the things that he accomplishes and doesn't accomplish. Mm-hmm. But at face value, the way most people see him is he's just this, he's kind of like grandpa of the country. Like, you know, he's, mm-hmm. He's a good guy. At the end of the day, Joe Biden is a very good man, but he is not the best president or even remotely close to being the best president we've ever had. And I think that Harris, you know, though I I think it's really incredible that she's the first woman and the first person of color um, to be vice president. Besides, there was one in 1936 who was the first Native American. But, um, you know, she's, she's really special, and I think that she's... Um, you know, she really had some star power, but as she becomes a little bit more complacent in her office, I think she's she's losing that ability to really connect with a lot of voters, including minority voters. And I find it very unlikely that she could compete in swing states, you know, like Pennsylvania or Michigan or Arizona, just because she sort of has that, like, you know, big city, West Coast liberal kind of vibe. And I, I think that that hurts her. But I think that she can turn it around if she really tries.
1: No, and she... Not to say, like, she during her debates in the primaries in 2016... Or not 2016. Uh, in 2020. Yeah, yeah, 2020, sorry. She was a very strong debater. And I... You know, you saw that, and when you see that, you're like, wow, I could see her running the country. And yeah. then, I don't know where that went. You know, it right. seemed like she became more compassionate, but really just too compassionate well, for, for speaking.
0: Yeah, and I think... I don't necessarily know if it's compassion, but I think it's just complacency, which is the fact that she just doesn't really seem to be trying super hard in her office. I think it's possible that she has a very large behind-the-scenes role that we don't see. Um, But publicly, she rarely, you know, I rarely see her speaking to the public. I rarely see her on TV news um, just because I think that, you know, for the most part, she's... She's busy doing things that don't allow the public to see her.
1: Yeah, and it, it makes it feel like she's doing nothing, though. Right. And a lot of people, baby, see her as doing nothing. Where Joe Biden is looking like he is running amazingly. Right. You know, I didn't like the whole situation of you know Brittany Gardner and the trade. Right. But he brought an American home. He's yeah. passing these bills. He's doing these things. Right. And you know,
0: it's. He's taken the Russians' ass, pardon my language, without even needing to spend American troops.
1: Yeah, yeah. you know, like, Russia is falling apart with the r- yeah. war right now. So it's like, you know, America and the world seems pretty fair and pretty all right and right. seems good. And even with Taiwan, you know, a lot of people say, like, Taiwan's going to get invaded, but mm-hmm. he's used his voice to just stop and right. said we will defend Taiwan with yeah. military troops. And guess what happened? We have not seen an invasion of Taiwan, knock not. on wood. Yeah, But... You know, he comes off as a very strong policy president, right. but public speaking president, he is a very weak he's one. One of the weakest we've probably yeah. the
0: weakest we've ever had. Yeah,
1: yeah. Other than maybe Thomas Jefferson, when he would write write <laughs> to address the country.
0: Yeah, I I think you know, or maybe George Bush, who <laughs> did not was not a good uh, public speaker. But <laughs> you know, I think I think Biden is going to be considered a below average president, but I don't think he's going to be considered a bad president. Um, yeah. I would. I would prefer that he's a one-term president. Um, You know, I, I, I make my voice clear that I'm not supportive of Trump and I'm not supportive of Biden. So I'm sure that, you know, by power deduction, you guys can deduce who I support, but um, you know, I'm not supportive of either of those men having another four years, but at the end of the day, if it was, if it was a question of Biden versus Trump, you know, I think it's in my opinion it's a pretty clear choice well
1: and especially i mean trump used to be somebody that you could vote for and be all right with and yeah. say he does project american values but mm-hmm. now it seems like he is he's took a three or full 180 and right does not project those american values anymore well he's not focusing on the economy he's focusing on his own personal issues
0: which yeah. is um is basically red meat to his base and people are eating it up and it's just not gonna do anything with moderates and with independents. And you know, I I, th- I would be shocked to be proven wrong. It's possible that I'm proven wrong because I was proved wrong in, you know, twenty sixteen. But I wasn't proven wrong in twenty twenty. Because I think people saw through the saw through the con and really got sick of it. And I think I think that might happen again this year. Yeah. I think it's pretty even though I I would prefer DeSantis to be the nominee. I think it's more likely than not that Trump does somehow pull through and win the nomination. I think that's feasible. But I think him winning a a general election is next to impossible, especially now that we see inflation going down. um, You know, the country is stabilizing more. uh, The war in Ukraine is going quite well, knock on wood. I think we're going to, you know, Biden is just a pretty normal president. I think that's really going to, Trump's
1: going to have a hard time. He's not an A-plus president, but he was somebody that we needed at this time. Right. And it wasn't the person that we wanted, but it was somebody that we needed at the time. He's a good, like, C-minus president.
0: Yeah. He's a passing president, but he's not, like, I'm not... He's not in my conversation of, like, top 15 presidents or something like
1: that. Yeah. But, you know, he is the moderate person of the Democratic Party. Right. And, you know, it's... He was the only clear choice for their... Uh, bid in 2020 Absolutely Yeah And he's declared a bid For 2024 Because He does come down As a moderate He does yep. seem as a moderate Well he, he is Yeah At he the is the day, he And is. you know And you know When he's passing these bills With support of Republicans Right It's I mean he's showing the country Can work And can start m- yeah. Working together Or under Trump Once that he lost um, The House Right Right uh, The and country really The him. country just Really wasn't moving that much and passing that many bills.
0: Well, and, you know, the Republicans have such a thin majority this year, too. It's going to be very difficult for them to pass anything. You know, they're going to investigate a lot there. I guarantee you there'll be one impeachment effort at some point against Biden for something. Probably the Hunter Biden laptop scandal or something like that. Yeah. But it's really, I think it'll be like a Bill Clinton situation where it'll actually make the Republicans less popular, like it happened in the 90s with Clinton.
1: Well, yeah, and if, if if Joe Biden can keep getting these bills passed with Republican support, mm-hmm. um, you know, it'll be great. And yeah. um, there is right now a Republican, not divide, but there's five Republicans that will not vote for... Um, Kevin McCarthy. Kevin McCarthy for Speaker of the House, you know. Um, we're seeing the Republican Party stick together sometimes. And, right. But I feel like there is a brewing of maybe of split of the Republican Party if things are going to go I wrong think, so.
0: I think we need to do some soul-searching at the end of the day because I think, you know, Americans do want conservative values, but they also want it presented in a moderate way that's not alienating people. You know, I, I, the Republican Party needs to diversify. It needs to focus more on women. It needs to focus more on Hispanics. You know, the African-American population generally, if you look at the voting demographics, usually votes for Democrats by 90 to 10 But in recent years, it's been itching up to, like, you know, 80 to 20. And, you know, with Asian-Americans, it's gone from, like, 70 to 30 to, like, 60 to 40. Same with Hispanics. It's gone from, you know, 65 to 35 to 55 to 45. We're just – we're seeing that Republicans are making gains, but we need to be able to, like, keep those gains and not alienate people. You know, we need to build a larger
1: coalition. It seems that the Republicans and Democrats have switched on Mm -hmm. policies and issues. The Republicans used to always be the issue, like, hey, we're going to fight. We're going to get your jobs. We're yeah. going to get you employed. Yeah. We're going to help make America better, but we're first going to focus on America. Right. And it's kind of a switch where America, Republicans are talking about abortion. They're talking mm-hmm. about election denying, which abortion does affect everyday people. Right. But it doesn't affect them every single day of the week. Well, And I, Democrats are getting jobs, dealing yeah. with inflation, and getting stuff that is... Ha- um, dealing with everybody's pockets right now
0: republicans are focusing more on what's red meat to their base which is socially conservative policy and democrats are focusing more on you know red meat to their base or blue meat i guess which is you know (laughs) fiscal policy that's really important right now is jobs and clean energy and we saw a huge clean energy breakthrough just the other day i mean there's a lot of accomplishments to see and there's a lot of things that the republic that the democrats have done wrong in my opinion i think that um you know, the, the Inflation Reduction Act, though great, you know, it was a great infrastructure bill, did not help reduce inflation. Um, you know, the the withdrawal from Afghanistan, in my opinion, is one of the worst military disasters we've seen since Saigon. And I think that, you know, Biden in general is not a kind of president that I'm like, really really proud of the, like I'm not as an American I'm like yay Joe Biden's my president it's better than Trump but it's not
1: and that's the movement with the Democrats it's right. settle with Biden and right. that's what it was in 2020 and that's what it will be in 2024 it's settle with Biden you right. know and people it's just he's not great with mm-hmm. all these things and you talk about Afghanistan it's like he is really good at spinning mm-hmm. changing stuff and getting attention off of those very quickly you know absolutely um, a lot of people look at the trade as bad, but he is like, people are spinning. It's like, hey, we're getting American citizens home. Right. At least it's an American citizen. Yeah. And so their messaging and wording of issues is very beautiful. Yeah. I think they have shown that they are doing something mm-hmm. instead of uh, doing nothing. Right. Um, and even with the Inflation Reduction Act, the wording of it's great. Um, the bill itself maybe does not help out with inflation all mm-hmm. the ways. But it has a couple key points that they can defend back at these, uh, senators can defend back at home. Congressmen can defend about reducing drug costs, you know, and it's just really great. And these, um, the Republicans have just not touched on that. Absolutely. And they failed it. Yeah. Hopefully they realize and do the soul searching and. Find a new candidate. Yeah, Yeah. and find a new candidate. Maybe even have a party um, platform meeting of updating our policy. I think the last time it was updated was... 2016. Yeah, 2016. It's been six
0: years since we've updated the party platform. Uh, I
1: think maybe changing the party platform and seeing what they could do to it, you know, and making it more moderate. Because this is what's showing is Americans are not really associating with Republicans right now in a lot of um, areas. And when they do, it's because a Republican is, comes off as more moderate or just believes in election results. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So. Well, we'll have to see what happens.
0: Um, guys, with that, I think we're going to wrap things up. We really appreciate you listening. We'll have more coverage as time goes on and as we get new uh, information. But for now, we really appreciate you listening. We appreciate you listening to our opinions and our thoughts. We want you guys to let us know what you think, and we will talk to you again soon. Thank you guys so much for listening to Think Tank.
1: Thank you.